the Hotshot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Hotshot Wiz Kids with Mike Klein Jr. and Mark Davila, and this is TV Cynics. Yes. Yes, and obviously today we are talking about who's the boss. You know, uh, was it? There's a there's a fork in the road. Was it, what's the, what's <laughs> what? the fucking lyrics? That stuff? <laughs> you just heard it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Some pro you are, huh? I was trying to figure out what the lyrics yeah. were, and I totally Anyway, up. I used to love this show. I mean, I grew up on this show. I feel like this this show was my childhood. There's more to life than what you're living. You take a chance and face the wind. An open road Back and a road that's hidden. TV shows, their theme songs were all just inspirational. Inspirational lyrics. And this, and this follows suit. Did you know that there was times when I was lost... Where I lost a dream or two. Well, you needed a shitty blue rusted out kidnapper van. But I to found the trail and at the end was you. Or mm-hmm. or was at the end was uh Judith Light. Judith Light. This is my first line from the song. There's a path to take. There's a path that you take and a path not taken. The choice is up to you, my friend. I always think about around the bend. Anytime there's a turn, I'll say over there around the bend. And I think about the yeah. boss. So the premise of this show, you have Tony Maselli, actor Hold Tony on. Danza. We got, we got to give the uh, the, uh, the stats. It premiered... 84. On September 20th, 1984, yes. and it was aired until 1992. This show's really on for like six or seven years, but it felt like it was like our whole childhood's there on. There was, was, Wait, so, isn't that eight years? Four through two? Yeah, I guess that's eight seasons. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> how can you not do math? That's a pretty good run. An eight-year run, that's good. Yeah, because they would have been... Yeah. Practically my whole childhood. That's pretty good. Yeah. i seen that shit from beginning to end. Anyways, go on with the plot. I don't know. I was trying to, then you stopped me. Widower Anthony Martin, Tony Maselli, is a former baseball player. He played for the St. Louis, Louis Cardinals. Even though they show him playing baseball in the intro, but it's not Major League Baseball. He's playing like in some like bar, t- bar league team. Wow. They didn't have any footage from his Major League career? They didn't televise back then. And... Um, so he was a handyman, and you know he's a single dad raising. He was his forced to retire due to a shoulder injury. It's it's funny how in TV when you're a former athlete, you always have to retire because of an injury. It's never like, well, you sucked and you just got, <laughs> I know you know, I, it's got cut. Yeah, they didn't want me on the team anymore. So because <laughs> I think Sam Malone had like from Cheers had like a knee injury or something. That's why he couldn't be in the Boston Red Sox anymore. Well, it's a bummer. It's it's a bummer yeah. story. If like you know, I, yeah, I wasn't so good anymore. I was a drunk, and you know. I don't know. Oh yeah, he was a drunk too. We're not talking about Cheers though. Yeah, Man, we have the hardest time staying on topic. Yeah, we're we're not talking about. Cheers. We need a guy with like a. Pool cue in his hand who swats us whenever we all get off topic. Uh, that'll hurt. How about a whip? Just crack it near me. Oh, I whip you in the face? No, just crack it near me in between us. Well, you have one in your sex dungeon. Bring it over next time. Yeah, but I'm not going to whip myself. That's ridiculous. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Um, all right. So he's single dad. He hey, wants to move out of Brooklyn to find a better life for his daughter. Do you hear how he asks me to give the fucking story and then he just goes... Yeah, I have details it? you didn't know. You didn't know that they wanted to move out of Brooklyn for a better life? Yeah, around the bend. A brand new life. 
Brand new does not necessarily mean good. It's brand new. I got a brand new car, but the wheels just fell off. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's not that new then. <laughs> it's new. It's it's just it was shoddy uh, yeah. manufacturing. Craftsmanship. Yeah. Keep going, then. You know everything. So he gets a job. He moves to Fairfield, Connecticut, which is like Brooklyn's like the city, the tough streets, and Connecticut's like the means like suburbs and you know wealthy. All right. So he was a handyman in this little fucking uh, you know dump. He was like the super, and Mona. I think there was like some kind of gym or something because I feel like Mona was coming out like from a workout and she ran into him. And she was the hottest fifty-five-year-old woman. She in the really world. was. There's there was like, an episode where she's in a big full bikini and like her body is fucking. And rocking. she was like fifty-five at the time. It's insane how hot she was for an old lady. Yeah, that she could have been in gilf porn. Okay, yeah, she was only like twelve years older than you are now yes, in that episode. But still hot. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But. So she comes out, a little bit of small talk with uh, Tony there. Was there a little bit of flirting? Oh, yeah, of course. She would have fucked him. Then she mentions, hey, my well, Who do you pick, Mona or Judith Light? Mona. It's it's crazy because Judith Light was never an attractive woman. You've it, never seen a nude, have you? Not to my knowledge. She could have been a butterface. It doesn't matter. It mystifies me how she got that role because wouldn't you get someone attractive? I think she was typical. Of, she was typical I, of television at the time. I don't think so. I don't think so. She wasn't ugly. Mm, yeah, she was. I wouldn't call her ugly. Yeah, I would. There's ugly and there's ugly, and she ain't ugly. <laughs> All right. Either way. So then Mona tells Tony, hey, my daughter's looking for a housekeeper, live in, and then since you want to get out of this fucking dump with your daughter, hey, you know, it's a win-win, so why don't you come on? And in TV, she was in no position to hire him, yet she did. And what's with TV and people, how much do you pay a live-in a live-in housekeeper? First of all, lot, you're, right? you're deducting rent. Yeah, true. So would there be anything left over? Is he getting a, a wage at all? Or is he just living there for free? And then, as usual... And does he have to put in for food money? I don't know. Or is it room and board? Or is it just room? I don't know. That's a lot of money to pay this guy. It's room and board and For two a wage. people. Two people. Yeah, and a wage. Because he's got his daughter. But... There's no way he's making more money doing this. Because I don't think she was, like, super rich. But hold on. I'm getting to that. There's more. She had the typical... TV show career, she was in advertising. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she was a, you know, big shot ad exec. She's a divorced ad exec who could afford a live-in housekeeper. You Oh, divorced. So, you know, she was getting a shitload of alimony. And she had so much money that her mom had to move in with her. Instead of, like, just buying her, like, a condominium somewhere or something. Wait, her, wait, wait. Did the mom have to move in? Or, or did, did she, she just want to move to help, in? To help out. Well, then as soon as Tony moves in, she should leave. You don't know if it was to help out. Maybe she just wanted, you know, it's a free room and board. They didn't seem to get along. And she was having a lot of sexual intercourse for an older woman. Yeah, it, wouldn't you want a place of your own, Mona? It says here on Wikipedia that Mona dates all kinds of men from college to silver-haired CEOs. The portrayal of a middle-aged woman that she's old than middle-aged, I think. Yeah. Woman with an active social and sexual life was unusual for television at the time. Like... Was it because... Well, I guess... Go, you know what? Golden Girls came out a year after, so yeah. Yeah, so wait. Was Golden Girls a rip-off? Like, was Blanche a rip-off of Mona? Well, I don't know if it was a rip-off, but they were similar characters, and they came out like a year apart. Yeah, rip-off. Yeah. 
So Exactly. Take that, Golden Girls. That's right. Ripping off fucking Who's the Boss. The title of the show refers to the clear role reversal of the two lead actors where a woman is the breadwinner and the man, although he's not her husband, stays at home and takes care of the household. But I really want to know the financial background of this because... It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. She she had to have been paying him so much money. Yeah. And it doesn't really fly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much... On TV, everyone's got so much extra money that they're just, they're just, you know, they're just swimming in it. Like, after they pay all their bills, they still got tons of money left over. It's like, they, I mean, they lived in a nice house, but she had to have been bringing down, like... Like a million a year, or she like a like a million dollar salary in order to afford all this. And stuff. the sad truth of the of America is that we're all fucking poor. In, well, in general, people don't have a lot left over after they 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 pay all their stuff. What do you think? Like is, even people who make good wages, they they spend up to their wages. Do you think like eighty percent of America is paycheck to paycheck? We're close to it. It feels like that. You know, a really rich person might have some long term savings yeah. and stuff. But cash at hand, probably not that much. It, yeah, it feels like the majority of us. It's just you know, we're we're, we're getting by. But it's yeah. not easy. They're like, Well, you should have six months of wage in the bank. Like, are you fucking kidding me? I hear that. I'm like six months. How the hell would you save up six I make six months of wages in six months. How am I gonna save up six months of wages? <laughs> Yeah, doesn't make much. Yeah, I can't really figure that one. But if you if you if you figure it, let me know. You know, if I have one percent left over, or even ten, what they want you to, to put away, that's still like gonna take me ten years to get to six months. Yeah, if I have ten percent of my check left over, guess what? That's ten percent of my bills that aren't getting paid. Well, they're just saying that you should me. to be to a healthy way to do it would have ten percent left over. No, I understand. I understand. The reality of it is it doesn't work that way. Whatever you're making a week, you should say, or a month or a year, it's all the same because percentage. Ten percent should go go to a savings of some sort. Yeah, yeah, I, I've heard that. Sounds crazy. Yeah, it does. So meanwhile, she made so much fucking money. You got the housekeeper. You got you know all this stuff going on. You got the fancy house. You got um, the housekeeper has a shitty van. Meanwhile, in one episode, she bought him a new car. But that van was awesome. I know. Oh, and he ended up give like he was trying to sell it, and he uh, he of course he didn't want to, but he ended up selling it to like a young version of himself. Hey, I'm a baseball player. No, it was just this this young guy who was like, oh, I got my you know my pregnant wife, and uh, you know we're to try and and blah blah blah. So he gave it to him. Oh yes, of course. Uh, he's not a bad guy who divorced his wife. He she died. He di- she died because then in TV back then the husband was always the the guy forcing a divorce. Yeah, and if it was the other way around, it was he was the, a the, widower. The mom had to have died. Yeah, like in um, or ran away. Like with the Tanners. Moms run away sometimes. Too. Full House. Was that that's not Full House? Yeah. Is that Full House? Yeah. yeah the mom died, but every once in a while, mom would have run away. Yeah, that's rare. That's rare. I've seen on it though. TV. For the most part, they have to die. She wanted to be a movie star. She couldn't take the the unglamorous soul, uh, suburban life. She's right, though. It's not very glamorous. She was true. She was you, right. Well, I'm, I'm thinking I'm pretty glamorous. I wear a tux to bed. Hey, that way when you wake up, you're fucking golden. You're in a wrinkly tux. That's right. You're in a sweaty, sweat-drenched, <laughs> wrinkled-up suit. No, I keep tux. the air cranked on <laughs> so I don't sweat. Um... Do you know that the main cast of the show is so small, there was just the people who lived in the house? Yeah, they didn't have a lot of extra people, did they? Yeah. 
guest appearances. Delta Perk appeared in the first season as a next-door neighbor, Diane Willingington. Betty White also appeared in the first season as television host, Bobby Barnes. Hmm. So, yeah. So, let's go. We have more characters. You can't not... I mean, you, it would be a crime not to mention Alyssa Milano. Grew yeah. up on that show. So, Melissa Milano was basically every little boy's dream, except, ironically, her cast member. Yeah, gay little Jonathan. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just... Do you know anyone who didn't have a crush on her? No, no. And she, as she got older, she just got more and more attractive. And how how does that impact a person to know that you're, you're almost universally attractive to people? How does that affect it, the psyche I of mean, a person? I mean, I'm fine with it. <clears throat> if you, I mean, it's the same thing happened to me, and I'm True. good. So, I don't know. It was such a big deal when she was in that vampire movie, and she did all that nudity. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, you know... Imagine Hell if yeah, that came out now. If that happened now, actually, I guess it wouldn't be a big, because there's like fully like that was just topless. There's fully full frontal, not even in a movie, just photos of um, Miley Cyrus. Yeah, and it wasn't a huge deal. Well, back then it meant a lot more because that was a more out of the ordinary. So as the show um, went on, there was a lot of sexual tension between Judith Light and Tony. Well, there, I mean, that they both dated throughout the series, I believe. But that was the series, though, from beginning until they finally got together near the end of the series. It was just that kind of tension, which that was most sitcoms in the '80s, though. But I think that, that was to, an element. If you if you're living with a woman who's not related to you in any way, there's you're gonna be attracted. There's, yeah, to her. there's gonna and, and Tony was a fucking good-looking dude. Yeah. There are some scenes where he's, like, in the shower. I'm like, holy shit, Tony's ripped. Yeah, he you, just, didn't, you didn't know how good-looking he was. Yeah. I mean, he pl- remember uh, in, in the other shows where he played Tony? <laughs> I know. He was Tony in every show. He was, he's been more Tony more than anyone else in the world. Well, listen, I, I had to be named Tony because sometimes I get confused. For, for uh, Family Matters, we, we count up all the cops. We count up all the Tonys. I was 14 Tonys. Yeah. Because <laughs> it seems like every show he's Tony. And this was my catchphrase. Hey, yo, away. Yeah, because he was like this. Uh, yeah, he he was a boxer in real life. Yeah. He liked to tap dance, too. He would tap dance in some episodes. He was. Baseball, uh, boxing, and tapping. To see his, he had quite a few wins. He started off his boxing career with a uh, with five wins in a row. Was, he, he, was he Tony in Taxi? I'm going to his filmography. 19, his first role in the Hollywood Nights, Tony. Okay. Going Ape, Tony. <laughs> Cannibal Run 2, Tony. <laughs> Mr. Thompson and his Bananas, Tony Thompson. 1988, Wall of Tyranny, a.k.a. Freedom Fighter, Tony Ross. 1989, She's Out of Control, Doug Simpson. Oh, he's Doug. I saw She's Out of Control. It's a good movie. Angels in the Outfield, his name is Mel. Okay. So, so far, only five Tonys. Yeah, then there's a while where he's not Tony again. Yeah, he hasn't been Tony. According to this, I don't know if this is full. This is just movies, but in movies, anyways, he hasn't been Tony since um, 1988. All right. Well, in mo- <laughs> Taxi, 1978 to 1983, Tony Banton. All right. Murder Can Hurt You, a television film in 1980. Pony Lombardo. What? His name was Pony. You know what? I'm counting The rumor always was that he was so stupid that he couldn't figure out people calling him a different name. I really, I have to believe that. So like, well, you're not Tony, but you're Pony. 
Because when we say pony, he might think it's Tony, and he'll look. He'll stole it. Hey, like, pony, huh? Hey, were you talking to me? Oh, okay. On the love boat, he played Bud O'Hara. Then he was Dennis. Then Tony Maselli. Yeah, then he wasn't He wasn't very many other Tonys. Well, at least eight Tonys. At least oh, wait. Eight, Later on in his career, 95, Hudson Street, Tony. In 97, Tony DeMio and the Tony Danza show. And I think that's it. So, uh, t- nope, the good uh, cop. He was Tony Car- Caruso Sr. You know what? I-, I was joking when I said 14 Tonys, but I was pretty close. He's he's played like 12 Tonys. What was that movie he was in where he Angels was- in the Outfield? No, he was off, he was played for the Eagles. He was a garbage man. I don't know. Garbage picking field goal kicking Philadelphia phenomenon. He was Barney Gorman. Mm. You don't remember that movie? No. He was a garbage man, and I guess he like he kicked a garbage can really far and a scout I th- this is all I remember I don't know if it's true a scout was driving by and said holy shit that guy can kick and he signed him here's what, the, here's what it says on Wikipedia see if I'm right Bernie Gorman works as a hard, works hard I like how they put that down as a garbage man in Philadelphia but his career indirectly embarrasses his family Bernie's frustration is made worse by being a fan of the Eagles who are mired in a slump Due to a sticky lever on his garbage truck, Barney has, without realizing it, developed a very strong kick. One day in the city dump, Barney kicks a water jug extremely far and catches the attention of a group of Eagles executives who are scouting a location for land to build a new stadium. So I was close. Yeah, close. (laughs) In any reality, is there there sports executives looking and they see a guy kick something and go, holy shit. First off, sports executives aren't the ones out scouting for land to build that would be a developer, mm-hmm. like architects mm-hmm. and developers and, and whatnot, not, you know, the, ex- the actual execs for the team. But, and, you know, whatever. And who picked the name of this show? The Garbage Picking Field Goal Kicking Phil- Philadelphia Phenomenon. That's that's a bit of a mouthful. Yeah. Hmm. So, as, right. as time went on with Who's the Boss, you know, everyone was getting older. There was a lot of the sexual tension stuff. We'll get get to when they finally hooked up. Listen, Angela, we gotta start fucking because I mean, we, I've been doing this show a long time. So the the big thing was too that was Tony was more spontaneous and Angela and, was straight laced. Yeah, Angela was more like straight laced and uh, you know she was conservative. He was fancy free. Yep. And they ended up. I mean, I don't know how far into the series it feels like second to last season maybe they finally got together well Angela had a steady romantic interest named Jeffrey Wells and Tony just kind of like went from girl to girl yeah. in the meantime however they became best friends relying on each other frequently for emotional support I don't remember that I guess Tony provides a male role model for Jonathan while Angela and Mona he did give, a shitty job give some, no, what is that <laughs> nothing 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 while Samantha the womanly guy and she has been missing um, at some point they decided the kids were getting too old so they brought in a uh, an orphan did they? I don't remember that hmm. yeah I wonder who the orphan was if it's somebody famous we know now uh, I'm trying to find where it is Damon Wayans I thought I guess we're not we're, we'll never know yeah it was like at some point like 1990 to, uh, Jonathan was in high school and Sam was off to college so they brought in a they brought in a uh, orphan from Brooklyn Tony Maselli's old neighborhood no. to raise 
Man, that is a jumping the shark moment right there. Yeah, anytime you bring in a little kid to keep like the show going. And I, I imagine he was like a little Tony. Little kid, he had the Brooklyn accent. Hey, yo, oh, wait. Hey, it's me, Kid Tony. In season three, Angela struck out on her own and opened up her own ad firm because she had so much extra money laying around. Well, I'm going to start could, my own. Yeah. Bring all my clients because I'm so great at this whole ad execing. And then Tony went back to college. To do what? Be a uh, housekeeper? I don't know, it didn't say. At the start of season eight, Tony and Angela finally acknowledged their love for each other. Hey, oh, Angela, I love you. Do you love me? All right. But as you remember, as you may, we'll get to the finale later. So it was season eight that they decided, oh, yeah, we're together. But yeah. Mm. Uh, this show, I guess it was good. You know what? It wasn't. It was good because that was. We were kids. That's what was on. We watched it. We didn't have a whole lot of options. You watch it now, it's pretty shitty. If there was no Samantha Maselli, what have you you watched? I don't know. But I mean, I I still like it out of nostalgia, though. Not because it was good. But that's it. Nostalgia comes for a lot. I wish I would have wrote a letter to Sam Maselli. She might have written one back. Yeah, unlike Claire Danes, who didn't write me back. Yeah, and she's pretty nutty right now, too. Who? What's her face? Samantha. She's not nutty. Yeah, she is. No, she isn't. Oh, yeah, she is. I don't think so. Yeah, you'd be wrong. You'd be wrong. Yeah. She's not nutty at all. Mm-hmm. Perfectly rational. Why, because she's against global warming? No, you, you, you look at what she's up to. She's I know nutty. what she's up to. A little nutty. In your opinion. Yeah, yes. It, wait, your opinion is fact and my opinion is wrong? Is that? That's is that, pretty much the way it goes, yeah. Uh, okay. When you have a shitty opinion, yes. Mm, okay. I mean, obviously. So let's go to season eight, the final I was season. How this fucking thing end? It's the final season of. Uh, so who's the boss? Who's the boss? Yes. And there was a three-part episode story arc in 1992. Three part. That's what it says. Huh. Pretty long. Uh oh. Wait, wait. They always they go go to episode season eight and then they send you to like the the, the first page. Fucking assholes. I like the, the description in season one. Single dad Tony Maselli and a street smart young daughter Samantha decide to leave the mean streets of their poor neighborhood in Brooklyn for a chance at a better life in Connecticut. Is there a better life in Connecticut? Probably suburbs are better. Yeah, than if you have the, money than the shit. Yeah, they. Not everyone's just gonna be handed a, a housekeeping job. He earned that. Oh, here is one of my favorite episodes. Before we get to the finale, I just want to talk about this. Episode, season, uh, what season are we in? Four. Episode 100 of the series, Yankee Doodle Maselli. Do you remember this one? I wouldn't know it by the name of the episode. Angela and the gang are cleaning out the attic. Angela actually throws out some old Yoo-Hoo bottle caps, thinking they were garbage, but to Tony... They are a treasured memento of his late grandfather. Oh. Tony explains, you've got to remember this episode, I that he didn't really like his grandfather at first, but when he came to help his dad soon after his mother died, but when he taught Tony how to tap dance with those bottle caps... Oh, yeah. No, I told you he was... Oh, he was just a tap He began dance. to have a better relationship. So remember, they would put him on the... But they couldn't afford real tap shows, so yeah. he, like, taped the Yoo-Hoo caps. I don't know how they they stuck them on there. Yeah, enough tape. And they would tap dance. That was, a, that was one of my favorites. Well, let's jump ahead to season eight. 
there's a three episode arc that ended the show um Savior the Veal part one two and three it aired from April 18th to April 25th 1992 part two and three were on the same night does it say what the episode was about like what ended it Tony graduates from college but finds it hard to land a job that's like everyone's life story wow he finally gets one, but now has to choose between Angela and a great job in Iowa. He didn't... How do people find jobs? Like, if you don't apply to jobs in Iowa, how do you find a job yeah, in Iowa? Yeah, and they didn't have the internet. They didn't find him on ZipRecruiter, did they? <laughs> that even work. Like, if I go on ZipRecruiter, is anyone contacting me for a job that's well, not maybe. a... Maybe. Not a... Not a, uh, a well, that stuff scam. Depend, well, that stuff depends on how skilled you are, what you have to offer. If you have uh, some kind of t- training or talent nope. that's sought after, then My sure. talents aren't marketable. Well, there you go. Then mm-hmm. no one's after you. Taking naps and jerking off are not marketable talents. Yet. Uh, he didn't want to leave his family behind, but Jonathan going away to college next year, and Sam is married and busy in college. Oh, she got married? I guess, huh. in college. He decides as Angel's busting that he'll take the job, and they'll both commute back and forth. And that's the show? Because by this by this time they already uh, they already hooked up. Yeah, they're I guess they're married. Are they? Did they get married? No. No, they just in a relationship. They're trying to. Uh, I don't know what you're trying to do. Tony proposes to to Angela at the New York Giants game on on the blimp. They got on. How'd they get on the blimp? You can't just get on the blimp. He's Tony. He's a former big ball player. Hey, do you think you'd let me on the blimp? All right, cool. Tony and Angela hardly ever get to see each other and cannot coordinate their schedules, so they hardly get to spend any time together. Tony throws a surprise party to welcome Angela to Iowa. See, I don't remember any of this yeah, Iowa this, shit. all this stuff is new to me. And she gets there totally hammered from drinking on the flight. It's Tony. I love you. Angela, you, are you drunk? <laughs> She's living there to be closer to Tony, she left her business with one of her partners. One After one month, she is adapting to Iowa lifestyles and joined a bowling team and knitting blankets. But still, So Iowa means that you're going to bowl and knit blankets. It's, it's not sophisticated Connecticut. And why couldn't you do your job from Iowa? I don't know. She owned the place. so she's that, still was, getting, that was her business. Yeah. Like you can still, I mean, you know, some kind of phone conferences and shit. I mean, you, you can't, you can't, you She's like making millions of dollars a year. You can't just fly back and forth when you feel like it. Mona, you have to give up everything. The family comes to visit. Mona tells Angela she's losing a big client in Connecticut. And Angela comes up with a plan to win him back. Now, how did Mona even know about this? Yeah, what does she know? <laughs> hey, I'm going to leave my, my mom in charge of this stuff who knows nothing about uh, advertising. <clears throat> so Angela tells Tony that she has to live her life and she does not want to stop him and moves back to Connecticut. As of the first episode, Tony comes back and knocks on the door and Angela answers in her bathrobe and they get back together and he moves back. Oh, just like the first, the opening of the... Uh, yeah, the but we episode. don't know if they ever get married or any of that stuff. I think that you, you have to assume that they did and it's happily ever after. So it's a book end, ending. Yeah, because they're never going to do a... Uh one of those not a remake well Mona's like, dead did she die yeah I remember last year oh yeah she did die they're never gonna do one of those where are they now like they would do with the Brady Bunch every once in a while you're not gonna get all those actors together I mean Judith Lightwood cause she doesn't really do much 
But she's the only Tony one. Tony would, and I think uh, whatever Sam's real name is. I don't know if she would. I think she would. Either way, no, it's not going to happen. So who knows? But again, I loved it because it was part of my childhood. But it most likely it sucks. So mm-hmm. anyway, HuntoWizKids.com. Remember the good times. We didn't play the song yet. I'm waiting. We're just ending the play. show. Yeah, we'll fucking play the song. You gotta be faster than that. There we go. Choice is up to you.